Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Listen up, punks. It's the Football Ramble. Good to have you with us. My name's Marcus and I've got Jim with me. Hello. Hey, Pete. Oh, I can't think of one. <laughs> and Luke. All right. <laughs> How you chaps? Everybody good. Now, uh, what have we got to begin with? Oh, there's it's a been question. It's been a quite week, isn't it? It's been a very... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I've plucked this question from. Uh, which footballer would you like to give a handshake to if you could pick anyone from the fabulous world of football, Jim? Um, I would go with Roy Keane to prepare <laughs> me for my own death. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's going to be as intimidating and frightening as it's ever going to get so when the end eventually comes you think yeah, this isn't that bad actually yeah. it's not the worst thing I've done so what would happen when you shook his hand what, for any I imagine it would be like you know that bit in Lord of the Rings where he puts the ring on and it's all, all goes black and it's all yeah. different and like suddenly just he's really vulnerable and exposed I imagine it'd be like that it'd be like if you touched Roy Keane you and he would just be in like this realm for a bit and like it was just on. you two and mm, yeah. he could just do what he wanted and it'd be awful yeah. so I yeah I imagine it'd be like that I reckon you sort of fling out sort of Wolverine claws straight through your arm <laughs> and it's like you're, you're mine now and then get up get up <laughs> get up <laughs> I, no I think he would go for brute strength rather than he'd yeah. crush you he'd be one of those people yeah. you know like, it's the importance of a firm handshake mm. oh go, yeah he'd be terrible for that if you go too hard you look like a bit of a dick yeah. Keane would definitely do that he would go yeah beyond that yeah well beyond that Massive, it would be a yeah strong start it's a man that can punch you with a stare isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very true Pete um, I would go for Faustino Aspria because I'd just try and wiggle his arm to see if his arms were as rubbery as his legs <laughs> and try and wob try and wiggle it as fast as possible yeah until I, I've just got a big rubber band on the end of my hand also works sort of shake him out a bit yeah Power good one shot Paolo Montgomery yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like it I like it's it Paolo Montgomery um, uh, Luke you did say from the world of football so I'm just going to extend this slightly to the world of rugby and I'm going to go for former Portsmouth Chief, Chief Executive Peter Story right I'm going to leave with the left. I'm going to leave with the left <laughs> and I'm going to drill him right in his jowly face <laughs> 110 million times one for every pound and put my club in debt wow yeah yeah I'd well, I, I like to make light of it but at the end of it his face would just be a pulp <laughs> yeah well it's an interpretation of the question um, <laughs> which is what you asked for it's, <laughs> which chief executive would you punch in yeah. the face yeah. <laughs> would you turn into a pink mist yeah, yeah. that would be next week's question uh, I'd go for Tony Pulis because I don't know why but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a Freemason Yep. And I wouldn't want to see, you know, I'd just look at the handshake and see what he'd, he'd do and think, oh, okay. But surely you'd have to know the handshake for him to give himself away. No, but I'd yeah. really watch the handshake and just see if, if it was anything particular, particularly if went, different. If he went for a knuckle, a particular knuckle or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, things, yeah. things in football that you don't always think about or don't very often think about. Yeah. Tony Pulis is Welsh. Yeah, he is. He, I didn't know that. You don't think didn't about even it. Know that. Oh, he didn't know that. Okay, yeah, he's from, oh, he's from Powers. Yeah, he's Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and he may or may not be in <laughs> any kind of way. secret society. Uh, who's going to get the points? Pete is. Oh, after last week. Yes. Crawling back. He's like Howard Webb. He's even <laughs> he's compensating. Leveling the playing field. No, uh, yeah. Tino Aspria. But back on the show now. Then let's move on to the Premier League, the handshake that never was in Manchester United versus. Oh, is this Liverpool. not that Villa mascot? <laughs> I don't. Not that. We'll move on to that the one. Tabloid press actually made a big deal out of that. Yeah. that's how much of a joke they are. Incredible. Yeah. It's ridiculous. United won two one, but it was what happened before the game. Just before the game, mm. Suarez not shaking Evra's hand. Suarez, of course, is the victim in this whole situation. <laughs> Jim. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, isn't he just? I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I even saw some people online that were posting things up trying to prove that Evra 
put almost did like a sort of fake out on him. So he put his hand out slightly first, then moved it away to make Suarez look like the villain, which Suarez himself is sort of contradicted <laughs> he by apologising. He did that with the actual racist yeah. act himself. He sort yeah. of just completely blindsided the club by yeah. going, "Oh yeah, I did it. I did it." Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, obviously that that is a crazy, crazy conspiracy theory from 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 some people there that Suarez himself, as I say, is sort of undermined. But it's just like for me, it's it's ceased to be about Suarez and Evra. For me, the most depressing thing is the things like the things Stan Collymore was retweeting on Twitter. A lot yeah. of stuff's been on social networking, just abject racism. But that makes and it legitimate. What Suarez is, and well, yeah, this is why obviously it's such a problem. You know, mm. it's it's. It, it, I mean, those fans are letting Liverpool down as much as anyone is by tweeting that sort of nonsense. It make, it's making the club look so but, bad. But not necessarily. Again, I. Well, some of them are. Some of them aren't. Okay. You know, They're just be, children, and most of them. Yeah. And, and they don't know that you know that is effectively a hate crime. They don't know that they can get yeah. in trouble for it. And they don't know that you know you can't get away with that, that sort of shit. They're not and always you, kids, though, man. I think as well. They're mentally times, kids. In <laughs> time, well, yeah, but in times of sort of economic hardship, traditionally right wing views become more popular. And I think football has been the sort of catalyst for something that's happened like that. And social networking has been the medium, um, probably enough. Yeah, and yeah. it's just depressing. Uh, honestly, just oh, this the whole thing is so tedious. I just wish Suarez had shaken his hand so that it, this would just go away. Yeah. Prob- but all it's done is just made it ten times worse. The problem is, I just want Liverpool to just write this season off because I think Kenny. Kind of seems like he's a man not of his time. I think when he was coming out that sort of thing. Yeah, and no, and, and it, it comes down to something when, you know, standard charters, the sponsors, are the yeah. moral compass in this situation. Because, <laughs> you know, Kenny would have kept on going, the club would have kept on going uh, down that tack, and standard charters came in and sort of went, right, that's not happening. You, yeah. need, to, you need to book up your ideas. And even, when they're even, coming in. Even we think it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I sort of want to sort of pick up on what Jim said. Yeah. As far as I felt, just really disappointed by it. I mean, I didn't see the game live I recorded it and watched it when I got home and, and um, so I knew a little bit about the Ferrari and stuff but for me it's just as, and I agree with everything Alex Ferguson said on one level about how the history Liverpool have got as a club and that sort of stuff and, and to be fair to Ferguson he did come out and say whatever he did he shouldn't have done you know, he, he was mm. disappointed with his actions as well but for me it was really disappointing to see a player of, and, and a manager of, of Dalglish's stature I mean arguably one of the greatest footballers Britain's ever produced yeah, yeah. coming out yeah. with this sort of you know this half-baked sort of like was defiant for no reason I mean Daniel Taylor in The Guardian summed it up very well by saying Liverpool and Kenny Dalglish are outraged by everything and ashamed of nothing mm. and the, the fact that they come out and apologise is welcome obviously um, I'd be interested to know what position that puts Liverpool fans in who backed Suarez if Lots of Liverpool fans back Suarez for not shaking Evra's hand, saying mm. he shouldn't have done it anyway. Well, but but now he's apologised. What position are they in? Well, but you know? Suarez is main- and Dalglish are maintaining that the um, they're just basically rejecting the findings of the hearing, aren't they? They're, mm. they're maintaining that Suarez is innocent. So that, that's uh, but there are appropriate channels to go down. Oh, absolutely, and Dalglish as well was put in a difficult position by Suarez because I, I think he genuinely didn't know he'd shaken his hand before mm. the game. Yeah. He said, oh, mm. "I, I and was told he was going to do that." Yeah, to and tell you. Yeah, it's tough one for What's happening? I mean, as well, what. Find really frustrating about this um, from Liverpool's perspective as well is that all this is doing is sort of kind of detracting from the serious issues so, such as like Ryanair's recruitment policy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, that's the victim. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, I mean, Liverpool at least they have come out and they have said this. Well, hopefully, we can put it behind us now. Exactly, that's, that's. exactly. But let's get on to the game. Um, and one has to say, you know, Evra nearly got sent off after yeah. a few minutes because he him went and, for Suarez. Him and Ferdinand was amazing. <laughs> yeah. They took each other out. It was amazing. But I tell you, Ferguson would have gone mental at him at half time. <laughs> what the hell are you playing at, That man? was back to the days of Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Stick one on him as early as you can. <laughs> yeah. they, they were beside themselves to stick yeah. one on him, weren't they? Yeah. And they ended up taking it, and Ferdinand looked like he hurt his back, which is a problem because he's had issues with his back before. Yeah. But that was that was ridiculous play from Evra. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I tell you, because if he'd have made contact, he'd probably got sent off. Yeah. Yeah. And can you make down to 10 at home? You're in the, t- the title early race. As well. Ferguson would have gone ape at him yeah, at half yeah. time. But, but he didn't. He took out Rio Ferdinand for, for Manchester United's sake, and, uh, and, they, and they won 2 1. Rooney with a couple of goals Yeah I mean it's taken away From, from the, the game itself completely. It wasn't a great game No Rooney was magnificent I thought He was yeah. He doesn't score many Against Liverpool So he'll be delighted For that to get a couple there mm. But Suarez getting the goals right, was such, It was almost Shakespearean Wasn't it, it was Yeah so, that's right. so much drama in it well, Without the game actually Being that good <laughs> The fact that he scored Quite late on Meant that he didn't Do a celebration mm. He got his ball And went back to the, to the halfway line Yeah 
You can only imagine what he was Do you think he did that out of respect well, for the United Listen, fans? if that was a last minute winner. <laughs> oh my jet goodness. Pack. He'd have had a jetpack behind the Harding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he'd have blacked up and pretended to cry. It would have. <laughs> Well, we can only speculate over that. Um, all, uh, so that was one of the big stories uh, of, of recent times in, in England. The other one, of course, is uh, Fabio Capello resigning yeah. as England manager. Pete? I just like the way that that interview was conducted through what looked like a kind of Beauty and the Beast style mirror. Is it Beauty and the Beast? No. Um, Sleeping Beauty? No. Yeah, which, yeah. which is one where they've yeah. got that I know mirror, mirror on the wall kind of thing. Sleeping it was like yeah, a, yeah. It was, seemed to be he was coming, he was looking through a window and sort of going, well, they think about this, about the Terry thing, blah, 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 blah. No. It was a strange t- television set. You talk about the Italian interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was mistranslated in that and he also cut it off. Um, a couple of um, people told me that in Italy, because they rushed to get the news out so quickly, mm. they take little sound bites. And, and send them out to all the news agencies and that's what happened with Capella and they cut off um, he, he mentioned how disappointed he was that the decision was taken mm. but they cut off at the end he said but that's the board decision that's the FA's decision yeah. and, and that's why it snowballed so badly yeah. you know. but do you not think though this was it seemed like it was just both parties agreed yeah I've had enough You've yeah, had enough yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the reason Why he's been sacked Sure No no no, no. Oh, Not sacked sorry He's resigned I mean it just seems They've well, fallen out of love It's a juncture isn't it they're, exactly. even, they're even giving the impression That whenever Whoever takes over Be it Redknapp or whoever That you know they're saying, The FA is saying We'll have more of an active role In the team And in this that and the other is And implying And I don't think it is They're implying no. that the next manager Won't have as much control And they're sort of stating that From, from the offset But I just think The FA are, You know we've seen the way They've sort of acted So many times in the past You know we, we know we need grassroots improvement and development uh, in England. I know they're doing certain things, but you know it's been coming for such a long time. You wonder, are they so used to just sort of being kind of executives at a big company that that's how the FA see things? Are they are they actually actively trying to get the next generation of England players to win things? Are they no. are they more concerned with their own jobs and their own careers? Well, almost? Are they being so careerist to the detriment <clears> of the <throat> thing they're in charge of? I, th- I think so. I think I mean, if you go to Club Wembley, as grand as it is, and you see Wembley Stadium and all, that's their prerogative, isn't it? Well, so that's how it seems. For me, their priorities are all wrong as far as they they. They hire managers <clears throat> with a brief of we want to hire a manager that wins us a tournament. But for me, their job should be you put everything in place at a, a lower level of to make things ready for that to happen. Yeah. And then you presumably after you've done that and put the foundations yeah. in place, you get the personnel, i.e. the players through. It, it <clears> may take a while, but you get the players through. Then all you've got to do is hire a competent manager. I mean, mm. the manager is, a ma- is someone who uh, well, that's, tournament. that's what the Dutch have done. Yeah, but that's what the Germans have but done. The manager will, will make a difference. Yeah. You'll, you'll, mm. go, you'll go a little bit extra. You look at the managers who, who are doing well. I mean, I mean. Um, Del Bosco speaks for himself but play, like, managers like Van Marwick and, exactly and Van Marwick and, and Yogi Love you look yeah. at their CVs yeah. nothing they've out- got amazing players to work with and that's the yeah. priority and that's what England should set out to do mm. isn't it they've got the, the wrong way around but the biggest most depressing thing about the whole Capella leaving is just when you see all the jingoistic little Englanders come yeah. out of the work in the press and the yeah. public like, Rio Ferdinand yeah. saying we need an English manager oh piss off Rio mm. you can barely speak English yeah. Paul Gascoigne <laughs> Paul Gascoigne on Sky Sports what News he, he said I'm not joking I'll have, I'll have Venables in there. Oh yeah, you <laughs> He said It's not the there. worst shot of us. <laughs> and that's the problem. Do you know, but do you know what? Right, genuinely, in the top five of English candidates, I'd have Oddle. You'd have. To be fair, well, I, I'm coming to that. <laughs> but uh, you would have Keegan in there. You'd have Keegan. You'd probably have McLaren. I don't know. In the top, well, I don't know, Jim. Keegan in the top five. McLaren was sacked well, from Nottingham Forest. You know that. Yeah, I know. But that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, this is. The coaches aren't there. I'd have a Hoddle and Wilkins dream team. <laughs> My word, as you know, I would. My word, <laughs> diamond lights. Yeah. Um, yeah, there seems to have been a sort of backlash against Capello as well. He, he did have a superb record for England. No, best, uh, best in terms of win percentage, yeah. the best record uh, ever. It, it, true, and, and that uh, you can't argue with that. But it was a poor showing at the World Cup. Of There's no getting was, away from that. Look how different the England teams are now. They're so different from that squad. So many yeah. different players have been brought through in years. The only thing I'd lend, by way of a sort of counter argument to the how bad they were in the World Cup, is if you take that core group of players and you and you say they've had every sort of pre, sort of you know, primary type of England manager you can have. So mm. they had Ericsson who was yep. the thinker, yeah. then they had uh, McLaren who Your was mate. the pow, yeah. and they had Capello who was the disciplinarian. <laughs> yeah, you put it like and they, that, and they failed every sort of t- yeah. every time. Yeah. So. Of course, the manager picks a team and he makes a difference here and there. And yeah, but has Harry had a go? Well, I think Harry would be good. That's the thing. I, well, I think so Harry would. Yeah, I mean, he is the obvious candidate. He's, you know, the the thing holding him back before. I think people, a lot of people said, oh, has he really been at a big enough club? He's worked wonders at Tottenham. He's taken them into the Champions League. Clearly, players play for Redknapp, you know, yeah. and in a way that they, they, you know, clearly they weren't for Capello. And well, he's, they he's, haven't done for for a long he's time. A he's, he's very yeah, sold. Oh, he's, he was very sold on the whole sort of like golden age of of he was. You know, he was, you know, he tries to say David Beckham. 
him every year. He tries, mm, yeah. you know. Mm. I, I do not. Well, he's already I, talking up skulls, isn't he? Well, exactly. Well, to I, be I, fair, actually, I think and he skulls. Hasn't got yeah. a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I think skulls is actually not a bad. To skill. fight for to fight for his five year massive uh, contract, I'd say do the Euros and then we'll see if you get the um, next well, two years. I well, I, I think I think um, Redknapp probably should get the job, but I think as, as Luke said, with with your German and your Dutch situation, put Redknapp in. He's a bit of a short termist at the moment because and, and that's maybe what we need because this is what we've got. But then put the things in place in grassroots so after you know in five six well it will take more than five years but then you can, but then you well, can start the to, template to is Germany after Euro 2000 of which course, has taken sort of of 10, 11, 12 years yeah. mm. that's, that's the template yeah. but whether the FA will be as long sighted as that you don't know you, you suspect they won't be no. but the other thing is when I say Redknapp will be good I don't, obviously I, don't, I dislike the man but I think he would be good but I don't think he'll win anything purely because they haven't got the players yeah. well I think you know the best England will be hoping for will be a good showing but at the same time he's got like four months to work with those players it's, it's not long enough and I mean that's if, games, he, that's if games, he leaves yeah. Tottenham now and there's there's no real suggestion he'll do that I think yeah. it, most people are probably imagining that he'll see out the season and then uh you know, then either leave or do, like do it as a caretaker bit for a thing. I mean, it's Pierce for the first game, isn't it? That's all yeah. now. Well, I, I mean, can, can any? Can, how much can we expect of whoever that comes in? I mean, there's talk of Hiddink as well, which I'm sure we'd all be pleased with if yeah. it weren't wet red nap as well. But I mean, it's. It's, it's a tough one it almost makes you think oh Fabio come yeah, on yeah exactly yeah, he's yeah. got to mess things up really but uh, <laughs> y- you can't see Redknapp doing the caretaker role the only way Redknapp the earliest he would get involved would be for the tournament but it's a lot big ask it's especially for a guy you know a 64 year old guy or however mm. something like that you know to do a full season with Spurs which would take a lot out of anybody mm. and then to go into the Euros well there's court cases know. as well which has been mostly yeah. quite stressful exactly you know uh, people think oh yeah good old Harry you'll be fine and, and I do think you know that th- Rightly or wrongly, the players would respond. Having had Capello come in, a bit of a disciplinarian, and they are pampered, these players, so they don't like it. He doesn't speak English brilliantly. And, you know, apparently he has got a good sense of humour, Capello, but maybe he doesn't show it to the players. If, if Harry Redknapp comes in, he's a little bit more pally, a little bit more this, they would respond to that. Rightly or wrongly, though, I think they would. Yeah, I, I agree mm. with that. But I, I think they need to um, start thinking about real short term, possibly the next couple of games after Pierce takes charge of the Dutch game and then the Euros and someone like Hiddink might be the man to do mm. that oh, Darren Benson I'm going oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed yeah. Yeah. just getting my feet under the table yeah. I was yeah. Sandra's <laughs> getting in above him yeah yeah. yeah. Um, he'll turn up to the, uh, to the Holland game about to bet his stuff off the peg and Sandra will be there <laughs> putting her gear on hello Darren yeah. um, but I think the FA should go for Redknapp because everyone's going on it's got to be Redknapp got to be Redknapp fine give Let's them give what them they in. want yeah. yeah and if it fails Nobody can mind, yeah, although they will, of course. I, I'd, I'd rather it just, just get, you know, just get red nap out of their heads. Yeah, like, like sure. well, maybe it's not. Just pull out of this one. Pull yeah. out of the Euros. <laughs> just wait to the World Cup. I, I genuinely think, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Capello, and when uh, we were doing the show when yeah. he was hired, and, and when he first stated his interest for the job, I, I said, "Go and get him because he'd be brilliant." Mm-hmm. I, I'm firmly of the belief that, you know. If, if Capello can't do it Big Sam really Big Sam many, uh, Then there's only one man left <laughs> <laughs> who, would, who would you like to see Seriously What would you like to see What situation Would you like to see Redknapp take charge of the Euros Or um, uh, You know Someone short term like Hiddink I think Hiddink is the standout candidate If yep. he wants the job And if he, and he likes to stick around for a while But that's not going to solve the problems That the FA and, and the English football in general has yeah. I mean we talked about this At the back end of the World Cup in 2010 The mm. amount of coaches we've got We've got about 10% of the coaches That Germany and Spain have You know it's not. We don't do things right We don't think, do things in the right way so just hiring a brilliant coach isn't going to work no. because Capello was and still is a brilliant coach mm-hmm. and that didn't work and mm. there are different reasons for that but the overall reason is we don't bring the players for him we we're don't bring the coaches bring in a lion a fourth lion yeah. yeah we need a fourth line um, but anyway uh, <laughs> going back to the Premier League Ari Spurs mm. did put in a magnificent display well if that was mm. a job interview then he's passed it <laughs> yeah, exactly. that first half hour was the best I've seen a team play this season yeah that Wait, Spurs were magnificent. What, what the he- Wait, Why has he saved that for us? A hall of assists. <laughs> yeah, Saha. Everton fans would be like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They did get Pete and R in conversation. Saha. You know, I just, yeah, he's, he's been really unlucky with his injuries and stuff, but, you know, he's, he's always been. Um, Ex Newcastle, so. Yeah. <laughs> Come back yeah. to haunt us about 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. But he's just got a sort of dynamism to his play uh, that I like. I think, you know, maybe just didn't seem to quite. Work at Everton, you know yeah. his scoring record wasn't he was as quite good as it's start, been for he? other, yeah, for other teams. But it's a smart move from Redknapp. Again, it shows his short termism. But I, I just think there's something about Sahar for me. Certainly later on in his career, he's had injuries, but also I'm not sure he properly relishes being a real front line number one striker mm. like he was at Everton. There's a lot of pressure on him to score goals. Yeah. Everton don't traditionally have that many strikers. Mm. I think he'll slot, slot in better at Spurs when there's not as much pressure on him. Um, he won't play every game. 
Um, but when he's called upon, he's an excellent finisher. I mean, we, we've seen that at all the clubs he's yeah. been there. Well, there's a lot of goals in that Spurs side from, from all different angles. They were, they were so goals. good, they were excellent. Saha's first goal, where Adebayor, beautiful cross in, the technique on that was delicious. To get high yeah. enough and you just, just enough to, You just need to guide that in. If you try and hit it in, that's over the bar. Well, you better just guide it in, and he you, got it spot on. Well, Arsenal fans, you better be hoping he's not on that sort of form Adebayor against Arsenal. Yeah, no. definitely score. I mean, he'll. Uh, <laughs> but they're in. They're in absolutely scintillating form. They're, they're the best. They're playing the best football in the league, right? Well. So, yeah. it's so yeah. good to watch. That so, half hour, the first half hour, yeah. was incredible. Like we did, we did not have a uh, like. We were three 0 down after like a few a few minutes. And I was like, oh, but, I mean, this could end up ten. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was just really, and, and it was just like Guthrie had no um, hold on the midfield just because we didn't have enough of the ball. Uh, Obertan was meant to sort of. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit more defending than he than he actually did, um, which meant that um, Simpson was just overloaded on the uh, on our right there left, and it was just. Oh, man. You don't want to be overloaded when you got Gareth Bale and the like. You don't want to be overloaded when you got Danny Simpson on your team. <laughs> <laughs> that well, midfield you know. at Spurs is irresistible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If you find yourself two or three down after twenty minutes, and you, you know, what can you do? You yeah. Do, you, off, do you wonder what will happen with them if Redknapp <clears> goes? Because <throat> whatever happens, they'll still be in a decent position. Because it's it's rarely spoken about, but Spurs are backed to the hill. The company that owns them are worth about it's like knocking three billion. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's why they. They comp- like you know they're always signing players. You just kind of wonder where the money comes from, but it's it's that and just you know I think as long, if, as long as they can get in the, Hazard, the cha- yeah exactly if they can get in the Champions yeah. League, stay in there. Which with this team they'll probably, get Champions probably League, even yeah. But I mean they probably wouldn't even have to sign anyone to get in the Champions League yeah. again next season. The way yeah, they're playing, like, um, they could actually really be building something. Yeah. One thing I would say is by way of a consolation to Newcastle is that. Um, they did the right thing I mean they tried they carried on working they tried to sort of limit it as much as they could because we've seen what happened with Arsenal against United and with United against City if you push on and get sort of snobby about it and say well I don't want to be happy we don't want to get yeah. beaten here you, you get know, leave yourself open yeah. and that's what United did against City and got hit for six and Arsenal did that against United and got hit for eight mm. so, so somebody you know I know they beat Liverpool 4-0 didn't they Spurs and uh, earlier in the season didn't they mm. and Liverpool had a man sent off didn't they yeah mm. but it's just they were, somebody was going to get a high yeah. in the White Hart Lane and just it's, it's just another incredible scoreline in, in this brilliant season yeah. Yeah. Having, you know. it's been an excellent all, of this, all the sides in the top sort of yeah. seven eight spots have just been giving each other hiding so yeah. that's right and, 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 and another st- yeah, yeah. That's right. another standout result down um, the other end was Wolves 1 West Brom 5 mm. yeah, it was a derby yeah, a great <laughs> win for West Brom, you know, they, and they needed the points. Not as much as Wolves, of course, but poor old Mick McCarthy's yeah. been sa- one I of the really good guys. Think, I really think that is a very bad decision. Well, well, I mean, West Brom were excellent the first half. We one 0 at half time. It was. Mm. And, and was it and or was it one all was it, it might have been one all West Brom should have been loads up and Hennessy yeah. had an excellent first half yeah yeah, he had a howler though didn't he as well yeah, poor he guy really feel for him but the biggest the biggest problem they had was mm. they they t- tired quite badly mm. but I mean it's funny isn't it I know you say it, it, it dep- when you talk about oh it's a bad decision to sack a manager for me that's only 50% of it the other 50% is who they get in so if they get someone excellent in afterwards but what are the chances of them getting someone excellent high, not very high no. no I agree with you um Mick McCarthy's won less than twenty percent of his games as a manager as a, in, a, as a, in the Premier League. Mm. That's well, it's, it's, well. he's been relegated before. It was it was clearly clearly on the cards, and I think you know a lot of people are taking issue with the way the fans sort of booed McCarthy a lot. And it's the same thing that's happening well, at Blackburn. Did, issue well, yeah, mm. uh, same thing that's happening at, at, at Blackburn with Steve Keane. But I think you know maybe part of it is this does seem to be a very recent phenomenon. A lot of people are saying, oh, people never used to do that. You'd never hear people booing your team. And, you know, it's, it's happened at Arsenal. It's happened at Chelsea. And I think it's it's the state now where it costs so much to. Go and see football you do get that much more irate and you do yeah. get that much angry with them and this is where this boo boy culture has come from it's sort of uh, it's, it's been brought on itself by, by the at, game but if you look at how what position they were in when McCarthy joined you, and they, he, he took them to like they were like out of how many um, weeks they play in the season there's only two weeks that were yeah. not at the top of the league it was you yeah. know incredible he, I mean I would say I, I, to a certain extent I agree with you he's been there for five years he took him up to the Premier League and he kept, kept him, him there, there yeah. he deserves they, a bit last of, season I they beat what? Liverpool Chelsea Man United I think, you know, I think if you're going to get rid of him get rid of him at the end of the season I don't think well, it's I don't know if you, cause, or before you know, January yeah well yeah I, I, I'm not sure he's lovable exactly but, but he's they, a lovable you know, man clearly they thought he was going to take them down so you know you, you can't but, he's, but it's just, not like they're, they're, they're bottom or they're a few points adrift they're right in there with the likes of QPR and Blackburn who have got better standout players I do want Wonder sort of what why the expectation <coughs> was higher than it was for them. You know, I think it does seem a bit harsh. But you know, at the same time, as, mm. as I just started to say, if the, the board have lost confidence that the manager is going to keep them up, they've just, just got to change them, haven't they? Mm. Set a decision. You, you can't. They can't hope to. Pr- 
that they themselves are proved wrong. No. You know, it's not a very sort of a and it's, it's, it's forward thinking way to run a club. At a very base level, you're never going to know what happens the other way anyway. If, if yeah. you don't do it, you, you know, <laughs> you don't know what would happen if you did do it. So well, you're damned true. if you do. Exactly. Owen Coyle won't get sacked by Bolton. <laughs> they can't afford. <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it was sort of like it arrived with so much fanfare. Yeah. It's, it, it almost <clears> well, it's a bit embarrassing for the board now at Bolton. They seem to completely change their philosophy. He, he, he used to play quite nice stuff, and then mm. at Bolton they've not played very good. Yeah. They've had. I mean, for me, I'm not blaming their their predicament solely on this, but the, the loss of Stuart Holden was a big one. I mean, it was, yeah. probably their best player, I'd say. You know. Yeah. And they and now they've lost Cahill, haven't they? As well, so mm. it's great for them. Yeah. Uh, we've got to mention Arsenal, Jimbo. Yeah, just for the for oh, Thierry Henry's moment. And when I heard about that goal, because uh, it wasn't on TV, um, uh, I, I read it as like, oh, Henri gets a tap in <clears> to get the winner. I was like, tap in. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. I <laughs> didn't tap that in. I like the definition of a tapping. <laughs> if you could do it, it's a yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I, I'm more aghast at uh, a Sharvin having an, an actual input. Yeah, what no, a cross um, between two players, great, yeah. right, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I must say, you know, our Sharvin obviously is reacting in the right way to the criticism he's getting, which is just getting well, his head down. No, it's taken him two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, a, saw a photo of him this week at training and uh, Vegas dishing out instructions, and a Sharvin standing about two feet away from the others yawning. <laughs> I bet when the photographer took that, he went, "Yes, yeah, that's it." That's me for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good win for for Arsenal, though. Um, yeah, very v- a vital win <clears> as well. Um, important to get a run of wins together. Yeah, in, in, indeed, it, it was a straight shootout between them and Chelsea in the fourth, really, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Yeah, which you know Chelsea's result was always brilliant for Arsenal, and they just this is the worst Chelsea have been under Abramovich. I'm starting to think as well. I mean. It's like the money, the novelty of the money is worn off at Chelsea now. You know, for a long time they seemed unbeatable. They really, really did it in the way kind of City do a bit now. But now they're just a normal club again. They've established themselves as one of those top clubs, and it's just normal. So I yeah. think they've lost that kind of sense of invincibility. It's interesting what's coming out with the talk in the paper. I don't know how true it is um, of Mourinho being in contact with the players. Yes, well. that might be undermining Vyash Boas. Well, they had a and training ground bust up, didn't they? And that's one. <laughs> th- it's one thing for Mourinho to be in contact with the players, but it's another thing for him to be in contact with the players when people seem to suspect that he's going to be out of a job in the summer. Yes. And him and Abramovich are on pretty cordial terms. All of a sudden, it tends to get a bit muddy and a bit murky. <laughs> you wonder. <laughs> it's one thing to sack Vyash Boas, but it's one thing to sack him and knowing mm. you've got Mourinho lined up. You know, it's, I'm just putting it out yeah. there. Yeah. Could, you know, it could happen. Oh, hey. Trouble at the top. Yeah, we, Trouble s- at mill. <laughs> Speaking of trouble at the top, let's go to the SPL. Mm. And now, if we think any of Very the clubs... Top. Yeah, if we think any of the other clubs in, in the, the UK are in a bit of bother, Rangers have been docked 10 points for, for going into administration. I mean, it's... it's Still it's second. In- yeah. <laughs> Easily second as well. But, I mean, it's, it is incredible. Um, yeah, but you don't- it throws the title race wide d- open. <laughs> if, that, if that league wasn't so piss poor, they would have been relegated like Leeds, like a season or two seasons ago. How can you say that? <laughs> I, just, I know many people have an opinion on Rangers, but you don't want to see any club, especially one in, in the big three in Scotland, no. uh, fall into <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it perhaps well, cease to exist. It, it, I mean, because, well, as you, you know... You're looking I, at a big one. Situation, <laughs> which is are. no good for it's, it's even bad for Celtic. Yeah, no, it is though. I think that Celtic and Rangers need each other. They, they do, but ha- you know, having as I say, grown up in Scotland, the thought of Rangers going into administration is is crazy. Yeah, mm. it. Re- I can't stress that enough. I know people south of the border they may not, you know, just follow the well, SPL. It's like and whatnot, Man United. It really is. It really is. To be fair though, if you can get docked that amount of points and not get relegated. You know, well, yeah. it might be good for them in the long run. Still qualify for yeah. Europe. But that money. That, well, you put it like that, Jim. You know, it's incredible. Is, is, isn't this, it? is this basically? I mean, I don't know. It's an unpaid them, tax bill. Yeah, but is this all down to the massively overspending in the nineties and stuff? Late nineties. I remember mm. them signing like Tori Andre Flo for yeah. thirteen million. Well, like. it was odd at the time, and uh, uh, you know, Sir David Murray, lest mm. we forget, um, said around these times, Celtic suddenly, you know, Rangers had the nine in a row mm. and were obviously incredibly dominant, and then Celtic started to come up and David Murray was g- gave it the big one and said well for every £5 they're going to spend we'll, we'll spend £10 for every and, and they threw money at it mm. and I just I just think they started playing fantasy football because they were so worried about Celtic and the rivalry is so immense and I mean it's an unpaid tax bill is this talk, well, there's talk that um, Craig White who's the current owner yeah. is in a bit of a win-win situation because he's one of the main Michael creditors. White no, it's Craig White. Oh, is it Craig yeah, White? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, okay, he's, he's, he's one of the main creditors. So they do go in administration. Yeah. And he, sends, he stands, sort of stands to benefit either way. Hmm. He's basically, he's just been ignoring tax, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't, uh, they, didn't they think they'd found a loophole? And they just hadn't. I th- yeah, <laughs> I, 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 do you know what, Jim? I think it was probably something like that's, that. That's outrageous, and that's yeah. true. Well, yeah, I mean, like I say, to, to, to blame White 
is I don't think he's done any favour since he's well, been there. But he hasn't been very long. It's a culmination of things, isn't it? It's, mm. This is happening over sort of like what? But like, Murray, you know, but Murray, of like fifteen, twenty years. What the sounds of it? Murray was such a safe pair of hands in charge of that club. I mean, you know, he's been knighted. Mm. He was. Um, you know, absolutely, he was the big man in, in, in for Rangers and Scottish football and, and all the rest of it. everyone. Oh, Rangers are such a safe pair of hands, and for this to happen, especially a lot of it to happen under his watch, mm. is, is well, just I mean, incredible. I don't like to see any club be in that position, as, no. having been supporting a club who's also in that position. So you know, hopefully they can come yeah. out at the other side yeah. and, and get it sorted. So I mean, what, what what does it mean for Scottish football if this does happen? I mean, this I can't see Rangers just ceasing to exist. You know. Hmm. But well, maybe the Gorgie boys, second place. Yeah, back into Europe where they belong. <laughs> Every cloud for you next, <laughs> next season. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, ooh, well, good luck to Rangers. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see that. Just before we leave uh, the shores of the United Kingdom, uh, another manager we got to mention is Lee Clark, who's yeah. been sacked by Huddersfield. The whole world's going what? Isn't it? <laughs> It's a strange one. I mean, has he been sacked? Is this a apparently? Whoa, apparently, has know. been sacked. They're in the um, they're in the playoffs. You can't quit. You're sacked. Kind it, of seems thing. To, <laughs> it seems to be everyone outside of Huddersfield uh, Town Football Club thinks that it's mental. But a lot yeah. of the supporters <laughs> seem. Yeah, what's, to, what's the sketch with that? It just, it just it seems to me that he's spent. He did spend a lot of money. And for me, I'm like, I love Lee Clark. I love Derek Fazakli. I love yeah. um, Terry McDermott. But he has spent a lot of money. He's sort of obsessed with like that pro zone thing, and he's he spent loads of money. He's one of the few league, uh, certainly League One clubs that have that, and he's obsessed with figures and facts and stuff. Which you know, when you hear him talk, is surprising because yeah. it doesn't sound yeah. like he can add anything. <laughs> but um, and he's one of these sort Probably of got new, an sort of yeah, he's, he's, he's very and sort a subtractor of like for different people. Yeah, <laughs> sort of fat Sam sort of character. Yeah. Snake but he's um, but they're still not out of League League One, yeah. and he yeah. spent a lot of money. Might be another Simon Grayson slash Dave Jones sort of situation where they've done a very good job. But they sort of must feel like they can take them as far as they can. Exactly. Maybe just think a new manager might give them that sort <coughs> of you know. impetus. Yeah. Mm. The fact that he's broken is, a record. He's lost three <laughs> league big... games in fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great record. But if you're talking about McCarthy's twenty percent or whatever. The, the other angle to this was possibly that he's been making eyes at other clubs, or he's been well, sort of yeah. flirting with the attention of Leeds United, or and, and the manager didn't, and the chairman didn't like it very much. But the reports coming out of Huddersfield are saying that um, he was sacked with a two-minute phone call. Mm. He's been there years. Yeah, but I think it's, if you suspected that your man was one to go and work for Ken Bates rather than you yeah. <laughs> but there's, like, there's talk that he's going to sue them for unfair dismissal which he'll surely right. win you know well we sacked you so you couldn't quit huh? but if oh. you knew you were gonna, he was going to go to another club why <coughs> sack him before um, you know because the other club would have to pay you compensation it's, yeah. it's, it's very bizarre uh, very weird well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how well, that time record this news just out so I'm sure it'll be yeah. mm. we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out um, let's leave uh, the UK we're not going too far to Holland yet more disarray uh, ladies and gentlemen this time at Ajax um, and now of course we spoke before on the show that um, Louis van Gaal was appointed as a uh, CEO of the board and this was behind Johan Cruyff's back the two famously don't get along mm. Cruyff uh, took it to court backed by uh, Burkamp, Stam, De Boer Jonk, the whole uh, load of uh, youth coaches Dutch at Best of. yeah pretty much a wonderful five-a-side team <laughs> yeah. and, actually um, national team should be called Best of. I think yeah, yeah that'd be good there. the best of Holland yeah. Yeah. I imagine that <laughs> yeah that'd be class Holland's greatest hits <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah but the England team would just be like yeah. singles wouldn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> B-sides <laughs> of rarity yeah. it, it, it would be more European than that it'd be like Dutchy special Yeah <laughs> Real um, uh, So Cruyff uh, went legal on them uh, Saying that this cannot happen And he won yeah. Cruyff's actually won <laughs> The one man has so beaten he does, the he's four a He is yeah the judge, the judge was about to make a decision And Cruyff just pulled out a ball To the Cruyff turn hey. <laughs> you like that? Think right. about this yeah. <laughs> He walked in with 14 On the back of his blazer Yeah, um, uh, yeah Incredible um, So uh, the, the five members of the Ajax board Including Cruyff Since the decision have all stepped down mm. as well. Win, 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 win. It's absolutely <laughs> baffling. It's almost like they care more about their own personal pride than the future of the club. <laughs> <laughs> thought that. In I love that even though this mentality seems to have gone out of the current Dutch national team, yeah. the old one are still doing yeah. it. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it, it, it runs through the fabric of their society. Um, I, I, I also love in amongst all this, though, that there's a Zlatan quote, which is relevant. <laughs> How that has happened, I don't know. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic, for, for whatever reason, was asked uh, about Van Hal and he said Van Hal is a dictator without any sense of humour one day he told me I had to think more about the team whereas Van Basten had told me the opposite I said to Van Hal who must I listen to to Louis Van Hal or to a legend I don't think he liked that 
<laughs> I don't think he does. Yeah. No. I don't think anyone would like that because that's back chat. <laughs> In other news, back though, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Van Basten has taken up the reins at Heerenveen, uh, mm. who are currently third in uh, the Dutch uh, top flight. Ajax are sixth and playing Manchester United in, Van Basten, in the Europa League. Didn't Ajax miss out on the Champions League when Van Basten was in charge? I mean, that is some achievement. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to say that, but it's, it's kind of not really like that anymore in Holland, is it? It's just you know, yeah, kind I of. I suppose not. Because they have big size of four. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Now it's time to leave Europe and go to Africa. Hey, where Zambia have won the African Cup of Nations, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It was just a nice end to the weekend of oh, shit. Yes, oh, it really was. We've got there. We've got there, <laughs> yeah. people. We're there. We've passed all it's the rubbish. Lovely, and yeah. we've got to to, the, to Africa. The joy is back in football. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it had to be such a it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. They beat Ivory Coast eight seven on on, on penalties. Uh, Carlo mm. Tori and, and Javinia missing the pens, but and Drogba missed a penalty in the game. Didn't he did, he? yeah, again, the terrible a, penalty from him. Drogba's well. got a real the penalty spot as well, didn't he? Classy. Drogba, yeah. The the, um, the Zambia the Zambia keeper <laughs> Kennedy uh, Muina, I think his name is. He was brilliant. bloody loved it. Drogba, did you see him running up <laughs> yeah, to him? Yeah, giving it the first thing. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. And then he he went to like slap him like to give him high five as if to say nice one for that. And Drogba was like. <laughs> I didn't mean it <laughs> I was speaking to someone about that and they said they looked to him like in fairness it was really sort of instinctive like he was so yeah. pleased yeah. he completely forgot where he was you know? yeah. I don't mm. think he meant to because he was I'll tell you what he's a really good keeper he, he, he bossed the 18 yard oh yeah like, he, was, he was everywhere taking off and everyone's like, heads and with Drogba floating around and let's not forget he had a great game in the semi-final mm. he's against never, Ghana he's never played game. in Europe he's played for the free free town Orsters, I think but no, the only only um, one or two of them play in Europe um, uh, their goal scorer Mayuka who scored I think three in the tournament he plays for young boys in uh, Switzerland which is the highest level any of them play Mm. and I absolutely love this as well Um, you know European clubs uh, famously don't like well they're a bit grumpy with African players going off to the tournament to play Mm. Um, whereas young boys have taken a different stance they've said yeah have another week to celebrate big lad <laughs> <laughs> they've just said yeah go on it's right. transfer listed <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the Zambian players did the sort of the, the face thing as well the, yeah. the, the Kalu the, yeah the Kalu thing yeah. John oh, Cena no, in the shootout it was strange but yeah it was oh, just gutted for Drogba but at the same time he does it's next year isn't it again it is yeah. some next reason. year so got that will be his swan song it's because they're changing it to make it so it's not the same year as yeah. a big European so team. it's going to be on uh, odd years Drogba missed a really Eden. important one in the shootout against Egypt, Egypt yeah. in 2006. He did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, good, yeah, I think it was. Good yeah. to see a goalkeeper taking a penalty as well. It yeah. was! And in the normal five as well, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, there was the, the quality of the penalties. Excellent. Yeah, it was really great. Really top draw. Yeah. One of the Zambia, I forget who it was, put it right in the top yeah, corner. Yeah. Yeah. The the I thought he'd missed. When yeah, it, yeah, it's so high, yeah. Exactly. And, and, the, and, and what was... was you know, fitting before the game. There's a lot of talk as we did the profile with Kalusha mm. and the Zambian golden generation. Of course, the plane crash uh, in '93 off the coast of Gabon, and it was nice to see them go to the coastline. Obviously, quite quite near where it was, and um, and and yeah, Harvey Renard. Well, Harvey Renard yeah. seemed to have really tapped into that mentality <laughs> he did. and used yeah. it to their advantage. It was a very shrewd move. Well, he was. Well, well, Kalusha, the head of um, the Zambian FA, got him back in. Mm. For the job um, as manager, because he left and he went to Angola, and he came back and he apologised and he said, "You know, I'm back now." Would you have him at England? <laughs> Big time. Comes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He dresses well. He yeah. does. He just, do you know what? There's a little thing about his watch. Jonathan Wilson uh, wrote in the Guardian about this that um, they've never lost a game Zambia when um, uh, Renard has worn white in an African Cup of Nations game, <laughs> and he had he had he packed three shirts apparently. But he only wore one. He wore one for the group stages, one for the knockout stages, and one for the final. Okay. He had it all pla- he, he, he said he knew they were going to get to the final. Did you like him carrying that, that guy on? Oh, it was, gl- yeah, it was such a, a shame moment. for uh, Joseph uh, Masonda. After yeah. 11 minutes, I think he's 34. Mm. Yeah. So maybe the chances of another African such a big game are quite slim. Well, it's beautiful. It's like Patrick Swayze carrying him over. He really there. was. Yeah, because <laughs> he went off after sort of 11, 12 minutes and he was crying when he came off. And, and it was a good tackle as well. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things. It was yeah. such a shame. But yeah, because obviously they won the shootout and they all ran over yeah. um, to, to, to celebrate and they forgot about him. You know, he was just yeah. left there, so Renard went over and uh, um, carried him moment. over. Javinho didn't fancy his pen, did he? No, it's, no. it's like <laughs> it's almost like he took too many touches. You know, like, like yeah. Sort of, yeah, no. You should have done the William Gallas. Take your boots off. <laughs> uh, I didn't realise. Sorry, <laughs> boots are off now. Yeah, <laughs> but well, it was a pulsating nil-nil. Well, he didn't want to take one. And then he, he looked like to me, oh, Javinho bottled the first <laughs> five penalties, yeah. and then it went on for so he had to take one. So yeah. he was emotionally all over. The he place. looked so not into it. Yeah. He had to have a pep talk beforehand and stuff. Oh. Touré's yeah. was terrible as well. The, the striker? The, yeah, the, the run-up. 
Yeah, the, the run up. Torres was, yeah. 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 It just, it, the run up almost made him, just gave away what he was going to do. Yeah. You know, it was strange, but his body language was proper like, I'm just going to hit this hard down the middle. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, was a, it was a decent game, though, um, as well. It was, it was one of the most uh, emotional, tense, dramatic um, nights of football mm. I can remember for a very long time. But mm. Because, um, especially when, on the face of it, none of us have got a really vested interest in it. Mm. Um, so if you take England games out of the equation at that level, I can't think of a game I was yeah. more emotionally invested in. It was really, really good to watch. Yeah, and, and we must mention Marley finishing third, beating Ghana. Ghana had a shocker there. Fourth mm. place, they'll be disappointed with yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean, that uh, Ivory Coast especially. I mean, they've, become, mm. they've come so close and they haven't won it for such a long time. Um, but as I say, it being next year, it, well, it means it gives pretty much all of those players but, but another when you, shot. But when they get into the tournament, you don't have Nigeria, you don't have um, yeah, South Africa, Cameroon, Egypt, who there. have been the Achilles heel. Yeah. What a chance it was, and it's gone begging again. See that first eleven? Got a brilliant team. One of the be- te- one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, really. The well, and and, and as I stress, Zambia, they're be- they're probably their best player who plays at the highest level. Plays for young boys in in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, drug with like top achievement. right though for the penalty for the yeah. you know he, yeah. he almost looked like. He c- genuinely couldn't believe it when he missed it. Like he didn't quite know where he was. Like it was a dream or something. It it's didn't like, look no, like I'll do that bo- again, right? It didn't just look like it was a bobble in the slightest. No, it didn't look like it was a problem. Um, with the Ivory Coast's kits are very intimidating. They're so figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Players yeah. are so ripped. That's right. Like Superheroes. Oh, no. <laughs> like one of those kids, Batman costume you see him over the padded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dear, oh dear. Well, right. how do we know they're not? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that is um, uh, right. Uh, that's the African Cup of Nations round up for another year. In the meantime, Luke has made his way over to. Diego Corner Luke can you hear me I can here I am good what have uh, you got for us? Cut the bits and pieces. Uh, Diego's had his say about the Fabio Capello slash England uh, news. He says, as far as the situation with Capello is concerned, what we heard initially was about John Terry. This is what the English FA is saying. It's clear the FA were looking to fire him. And then he went on to say... <laughs> I love it. He right. gives his opinion. He just, he just said... Um, Oh yeah, no. I, I, by the way, I absolutely don't want the England job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like we'd have him. Could you? Could you imagine the reaction? <laughs> no, be, if that no, was the appointment to take us into the Euros, th- th- there's no nothing on heaven and earth that could make that situation it was, happen. It's like the worst attempt at reverse psychology ever. He, yeah. he only just stopped short of going. Anyone who does does say I want it is a liar. Because <laughs> I definitely don't. Although if the offer is to Falklands back, maybe I'll think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not the time for an Argentinian defeat. <laughs> no, <laughs> the eighties are back. There's a go on loan somewhere. There you go. <laughs> um, and he also had a little, uh, something to say about the, uh, the, the Carlos Tevez uh, saga as well. Predictably, yeah. he's on the side of Carlos Tevez. He says, I know Mancini well, too well. <laughs> That's why I believe Carlito in all of this. Mancini was a spoilt brat in Sampdoria and Inter, and he still is with City. Every person has their methods as a coach, but you need to have some tact. I- indeed, wow. you do. He said from inside his glass house. Yeah. <laughs> he also went on to I say. Think he should give the dog its face back to <laughs> yeah, use his own parlance. Don't let the tortoise get away, Diego. <laughs> um, he's, he's also a little bit incredulous that he's been frozen out of the football scene in Argentina after his performance as manager. He said, Every single door has been slammed in my face. It's unbelievable. I am an exiled Argentine, but I want everyone to know that I'm still Argentine all the way down to my underpants. <laughs> just, just your clothes there. Really? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, what not about my body? In, not my body. Yeah. Inside <laughs> the underpants. Is that just he's wearing an Argenti- like Argentina kit? A pair of pants, yeah. 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 I love it. He's exiled. We've, no, s- we've seen what's in his underpants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have. It's, it's shockingly unimpressive. He's just come off the pitch. Yeah, fair enough. And it's, you know. It, it, must have been, it must have been cold. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been a cold night on, in Bolton on a Tuesday. Bolton. <laughs> 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 yeah. Why would he be playing there? I don't know. Um, before we go to going for gold, there's a little story uh, coming out of Brazil. Um, Brazil, and then we've oh, yeah, we talked about Ad- Adriano a number of times, the emperor, um, with his uh, various uh, demons off the pitch. Well, uh, here's another one. Uh, Brazilian club Corinthians have been keeping the uh, the big forward detained inside the team's hotel. He's become become quite the size. So they try hire thugs to do that. Whoever he's not got room service. (laughs) (laughs) He's about four years younger than when Ronaldo was really fat. Yeah, and he's he's bigger. Yeah, Adrian's what twenty nine, thirty, twenty nine. He's he's nearly ten years younger than Ryan Giggs. (laughs) 
Looks like he's eating Ryan Giggs. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, they're trying to, to make him lose weight, force him to lose weight. He'll only eat what doctors give him. Um, and he's been missing training. He's Dr. Ryan McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> must be. He, he's been missing training every now and then, so we'll have to ta- uh, train uh, three times a day. But the fitness trainer at the club said, you know, in the hotel we have more control over him. He knows we're trying to do the best for him, and all of us are dedicated, but it depends on him. And it's quite sad, actually. Well, he's such like, a troubled like man. It's they, horrible they, to see this keep recurring, this sort of problem. In Brazil, there's a big tradition, though, of having a concentration, which is where they put the team, if there's an away game, the players get cooped yeah, up in a hotel a day or two before. Mm. So it's a little bit more um, sort of local than that. I think, mm. I think it's sort of quite traditional. Yeah, it's not like he's, he's been held prisoner. No, no, no. no. But they, they sort of said that um, he needs to uh, not eat so much crap because exercise alone will not get rid of And I'm looking at him going, Yeah, you're a fitness trainer. He can't be working that very hard. <laughs> yeah, the fitness yeah. trainer's got a cushy number there. Yeah. I mean, really? I don't, we, we're has not, he? We're not has fit- he not got the hardest job well, in no, the world? Never. Yeah, but he's saying, he's saying that. He needs well, to diet before he can, yeah. There's muscle under there. Honest. Honest. Like one of those um, obese people The only exercise they can do Is like lifting an arm up and down Yeah And, so it, and it knackers them yeah. <laughs> Big bones eh Right now it's time for Going for gold Going for going for gold Gold It is time for going for gold uh, Marcus And uh, this week We've only got five clues So you better you get are, your heads on You are right. a hard task Do you know what he's, he's come to this one Going for gold That I, I don't care if I win I was so happy That one of us won last week Just let him yeah. was a super shout You it got was, it was. Was. <laughs> Nowhere <laughs> I'm back in the race I was, I was having a stinker before that. Right, uh, Pete I say uh, there's only five clues The first one is this mm. I was and continue to be Dutch <laughs> Cheers, Pete It's alright, Jim Stop Pierre van Hooydonk No Stop uh, No Just think of a Dutchman <laughs> Mark Overmars Think of a Dutchman <laughs> Stop Rude van Nistel, right? No It's going to be a weird Stop Glenn Helder You can't have two guesses on the same yeah, in, my, in my second match For my English club My first act was to slide tackle Gary Neville And get sent off Ooh Good clue oh. Stop Johnny Heitinger No hmm. Three clues left gentlemen I signed for my sixth club for £1 million in 1995, despite my manager having never seen me play. Ooh. Okay. That manager... Stop. What? Brian Penis. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Dutch. say it. He's not I thought he was Dutch. I thought he was French. Oh, have you got to say No, I think he is Dutch, isn't he? Oh, is he? Okay. Have I gone mad? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it worth a job, though, eh? That manager, who had never seen me play but still signed me for £1 million, was Harry Redknapp. Stop Marco Boogers Marco Boogers Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done Due nice. to a misheard interview I was once accused Of living in a caravan yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it wasn't Brian Penis <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say it again Yes Alright okay Experience is called Brian Well done pal Thank you very much That's oh, two on the hatchet Well done mate <laughs> Oh right in the corner You moved your <laughs> shoulder <laughs> Quickly, an email. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. An email. Um, oh, Pedro, do you want to do this one? All right uh, then. It is. Oh. Uh, me and now. Uh, this is from Jamie Isles or Ailes yep. from London. Ah, Ramblers in an innovative attempt to raise money. Bath City are offering the chance to rename their stadium for the 2012-13 season. It is fifty pounds a ticket, and whoever wins the draw will get naming rights for the season. Whilst it is a long way from its spiritual home in the northeast, uh, you could have an official cave of funk for just fifty pounds. Shazam, he says. Let mm. it happen. Where's the, the the website as well? There's a website isn't there where you can go, uh, which is bathcityfc.com forward slash name the stadium. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it'd be nice if the Cave of Funk did get a couple of entries. Yeah, I think it should just be called the Bath. <laughs> I'm well up for that. The Bath well, in the Bath. Yeah. Any flush listeners? <laughs> <laughs> get on that. Right. Um, you can't flush a bath. No, it was genuinely wasn't even a pun. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> Luke laughed. Yeah, good, oh, nice plug though. <laughs> there oh, it is. Yes, I'm trying to work yes. it in there. <laughs> it's nice to have mateys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to help out. Yeah, you are off the chain. No, no. Okay, no, a toilet it. based we, one. We finished it. Now it's over. You're at the end of email. the rope okay. on the yeah. sword. Just make sure that the club don't get accused of tapping up. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a bubble bath. Oh, uh, see, back to bath I, think I think the fans will be a bit reset it now. Yeah, I think the fans will be a bit hot and cold about it. I had to say one. Can I? Yes, please. Save us. Got another email. Oh yeah. Hello, customer. <laughs> Strange <laughs> <spell>. <laughs> Greetings to you. Well, I would like to know whether you sell football machines. <laughs> Let me know the models, sizes, and prices of them. Also, I would like to know whether you accept credit card payment. Hope to hear back from you soon. Best regards, Jim Harrison. Jim Harrison? <laughs> Good old Jim Harrison. <laughs> 
Jim Harrison. <laughs> now, to explain this a little bit, we, we get quite a lot of spam um, into the Football Ramble email account. That's not one of that's, them. That's possibly my favourite bit ever. Firstly, he's trying to <laughs> trying to buy things from his customers. Hello, customer. Yeah. Can I buy something from <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. What's a football machine? <laughs> what is a football machine? That bit's in bold as well and capitalised. If it's someone did sell football machines, it would be you, Pete. Yeah. And that's what he's thinking. I'm just a football machine. What would a football machine do? It'd be Lionel Messi, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> you are a football machine, sir. That is a confusing metaphor, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, you'll find our, our football machine in Barcelona, about five foot six. Well, Jim Harrison can go on footballramble.com forward slash shop. Nice, like what you did there. <laughs> like what you did there. Hello, I'm Dean Windas, and this is my Hall of Fame. That leads us to a profile. And what a profile we've got today. It's uh, Joe Marston, the big Aussie. Well, I don't know if he was that big, but he was certainly an Aussie. <laughs> and he was the first Australian to play in an FA Cup final. But let's get the most important fact out the way. He was born on the 7th of January 1926. Uh, 41 and a half years before the summer alarm. Good one. It's a tricky one, that. Cheers. Tricky one. Um, yeah, now we've uh, a number of Aussies have played in the top flight and uh, play around Europe and whatnot. Aussie Ardiles, for example. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, can't complain with that one, people. <laughs> um, uh, but this man was was one of the first, and perhaps one of the first Australians or one to, of play, <laughs> to, play, to play in a top league in, in, in Europe. One right. of the a trailblazer, one could perhaps call him. And, and certainly one of the first to do it successfully as well. Um, now, uh, Marston started uh, his uh, footballing career at Leithart Annandale in the New South Wales State League in his uh, late teens during the 1940s. Can't imagine the standard would be that. <laughs> well, I say football career. He started yeah. playing football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, then, um, now this, of course, was not his only job. Um, to, to live off that, I think, would have been an incredible stretch of the imagination. The only professional footballer in the country. <laughs> Like when the London Underground built the first station, Baker Street, and then they didn't build another station for about two years. Yeah. Like, What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the training in the guy? They were playing the long game. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he was also uh, a lifeguard. Australia. Yeah, you got to love that, haven't you? Nice. And, um, was he in a soap as well? <laughs> yeah, he, to be, to, to, in the future, perhaps. Um, and worked for... Uh, I don't know what I mean by that, but I... Uh, <laughs> you, you, you threw me. You threw me, because he, he worked for a local paintbrush manufacturer. Um, He's getting more and more Australian. It's great, isn't he? Um, he, he now he had an interest in British football uh, from a young age, as one of his uh, neighbours was from Scotland, and would give him newspaper cuttings from the Scottish papers about the games happening in the UK. An interesting yeah. I, British I like football. Think, sorry, <laughs> an interesting British football. Yeah, no, interest in British. football All oh, right, <laughs> I thought you had a British football with like, like a stovepipe hat. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> interesting British. Football. <laughs> what an interesting <laughs> British football. I, I like to think that when this. Scottish guy was giving him <laughs> newspaper clippings he couldn't understand him and yeah. just assumed he'd also written down the things he was saying yeah. like, alright yeah. oh, this guy's really that. interesting he's taught that and everything <laughs> so yeah that's uh, where he's uh, first into the um, to the uh, English footballing uh, world was um <laughs> Now his team he played for uh, Annandale were one of the best in the region and he got a call up to the Australian national team in 1947 at the age of 21 and it was against South Africa in Sydney 40,000 people were there Blimey, which yeah. is odd to think a, a football match an international football match um, in Australia in 1947 would draw yeah, such a crowd yeah. but, it, but, it, but it did and uh, he, the he, time he, I spent in Australia I mean obviously recently um, it's certainly it's, it's popular but it certainly plays second fiddle to the other sports well, yeah. probably fourth fiddle to rugby yeah. um, now a friend of, of, of Marston's had a few contacts in England and he told them about the young Australian defender and in 1949 a scout uh, from England informed him that, that Preston North End were uh, interested in offering him a trial Stanley Matthews involved? Yeah, I, I love that, we'll offer you a trial He's coming from Australia That I wouldn't take it You've got to offer him a bit more than that You know <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. You know, there's no other way to see if he was any good though at the time, was there? Presumably they paid for him to do it. You would yeah, hope so anyway. That's true. Uh, there's, a, there's a lovely story as well that it was his mum who took the call and uh, and she went down and he was like lifeguarding on the beach and she was like, oh, there's a team in England that are interested. It's quite sort of. Uh, <laughs> it's taken him like three weeks to get there. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Well, I think, um, I th I think the, the, the club with Preston were actually 
quite interested in him because they offered to pay for him and his wife to uh, to, to, to fly there. I think it was, which okay. was which was expensive. I mean, it was six hundred and sixty-five pounds for both of them. And back in the, those days, it was yeah. a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, but yeah I like stop three times. To get yeah, you, did, uh, you, you look at the list of stops, and there's about four or five in there, ranging <laughs> from different continents. You know. Um, so uh, when they eventually arrived in, in Preston via plane and of course train because uh, no direct flights what, no, even nowadays to Preston um, and they, they pulled into the train station and got uh, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn it so we're in London how far have we got to go well it's yeah, it probably took him about 24 hours to get to London and then took about 48 hours to get to London <laughs> to the train which is still what it takes now yeah. which would have cost more than the flight a thousand pounds yeah. Uh, yeah. but you would have got a croissant and a cup of tea yeah oh a little bit of politics there no croissants there no, no. croissants um, uh, anyway they, they pulled into Preston train station and were met by two directors from the club and about 150 fans what? of the club well because they couldn't believe that someone was coming from all the way from Australia to play for them uh, nothing else on yeah well uh, but in the sort of late 40s I still early, see this mug <laughs> well the late 40s early 50s it was rather unheard of you know for, for someone to visit the UK from Australia let alone turn up and, uh, and play football um, his first training session with Preston would have been quite the culture shock I would imagine um, you know weeks earlier he was lifeguarding on the beach and suddenly he was playing in Preston in the winter uh, on a pitch which had snow around the edges. You I know. imagine he was guarding for his own life, knowing how yeah. football used to be played back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's right, yeah. Uh, he started out playing uh, for the reserves at fullback and broke into the first team and was converted to, to centre back. The club won the old second division, and two seasons later, they were narrowly pipped to the title by Arsenal on goal difference. Ooh. Very, very close indeed. But by then, he was first choice uh, centre back. <clears throat> And he had a great rapport with the fans there, uh, which is suggested in this story. After three years at Preston, him and his wife were very homesick because you know they hadn't returned since they, they'd been there. It was very far away and expensive to, to get back. So the fans got the money together for the Marstons to have a trip home to see uh, the family and friends. Oh, lovely time, oh. isn't, it? isn't it? It's obviously it's obviously tempting to think of sort of football players as always independently wealthy, but back then, they oh, yeah, oh no way. At all, well, I mean, right. you look at World Cup winners selling their medals. Yeah, you know, the English World Cup winners, of course. Like. Yeah. Uh, around this time, Arsenal offered uh, Preston. 80 grand for him but uh, he was never going to go elsewhere uh, apart from his uh, beloved Preston North End between 1951 and 1955 Martin played 196 consecutive matches Excellent. for Preston which is no Brilliant. mean feat nowadays but it's it's like he had a break between each one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know dude. people were tough back then you got to ask these well, there was no substitutions remember yeah. that's the, 90 minutes out of the 12 hour marathon on Clapham Common which, and that was a killer yeah 169 games well, um, well let me tell in amongst this Martin rem remembers losing three teeth in a game once uh, another time he got a huge bruise on his leg in the shape of the outline of the ball stitching because it hit him so hard in the cold yeah. and it was there for days and then he also remembers how one of his injuries was dealt with during the winter he said when the pitches were frozen we'd often cut ourselves on the ground but the co I love this the cold proved to be an advantage in one game because I slipped and got a bad cut but it was so cold it didn't bleed that much when half time came around they poured whiskey on it to act as a disinfectant gave him a swig just before they put the stitches in and sent him back out with a second half oh. get out there <laughs> wow it is well yeah. isn't it it's are you are you listening Sergio Busquets <laughs> <laughs> no he's not no. that is just incredible isn't it uh, 1954 was probably his proudest moment um, in, in England he became the first Australian to play in an FA Cup final to put that in perspective the next Australian to play in an FA Cup final was Liverpool's Craig Johnson in 1986 <laughs> and then Tim Cahill in 2004 yeah. after, yeah. Uh, after uh, Johnston played for in 88 as well yeah for Millwall so if you look at it like that way ahead of his time my mm. goodness you know uh, unfortunately Preston after drawing two all they lost the replay 3-2 uh, and, and Preston had a good side then so Tom Finney was playing for them and Tommy Doherty and the following season Marston was given the captaincy taken over from Finney himself he was also picked for the English league team to play a Scottish league 11 and at, the, at that time the ma those matches were huge and having a foreigner in your lineup was, was, was completely unheard of and then I mean, in Australia would have lost a great player because he couldn't yeah. go home for games or anything like yeah, that yeah he played one or two when he was a few when he was in England but I mean, he did get 37 international caps okay, yeah. which was um, which was quite something Reasonable, as you say because yeah. he was away for, for that time but he moved back to his beloved Australia uh, after five great years at Preston in 1955 and he, he continued to play um in Australia for various clubs and um, went into management becoming Australia's first homegrown manager as well of the okay. national side made a, a member of the British Empire in 1980 for his services to football and in Australia the Joe Marston medal was created which is the award t uh, given to the man of the match in the now A-League uh, grand final each season named after him 
which is some accolade, really. Yeah, excellent. Only one foreigner to have, to have won that award. Dwight York in uh, oh, 2005, 2006. Yeah. He's still alive? Uh, he is still alive. He's 86. He's um, quite young. Someone <laughs> <laughs> on the telly the weekend. I just see him wearing a seatbelt. He, he punned it's like he's dead. <laughs> but he, is, he is still alive. He is great, is he? Yeah. But uh, Marston, uh, Preston North End legend, and about four years uh, ago, um, when he was 82, he gave an interview and uh, he picked out a stand-up moment of his career and he said, I'm 82 now, but I can still picture there standing in the middle of the field um, at Preston North End when it was told that I was going to be leaving. And the crowd was singing Waltzing Matilda and for he's a jolly good fellow that emphasised my strong feelings for Preston not only the team but also the town and the people as well yeah, yeah. marvellous stuff top man here comes Joe Master ladies and gentlemen wounds and all first Australian in I think he is I think he is yeah. I think he is to make a new category on the site aren't they got <laughs> <laughs> have to make a new flag Fair for his way. badge yeah. <laughs> uh, he's very welcome though very Absolutely. welcome indeed there it is ladies and gentlemen I hope you like the show if you'd like to get in touch with us the uh, email address is show at the com, and the website is thefootballramble.com isn't it Jim it is and there's some stuff on it as well and this week in our website corner of internet city Liam Twimmy asks if Mike Ashley finally deserves some praise James Appel looks at a new report condemning the treatment of players in Eastern Europe and how this makes them sort of susceptible to match fixing and uh, Andy Brassel returns with a retro ramble looking at Porto's clash with Bayern Munich in the 1987 European Cup final there's plenty more besides that including live fantasy football from Pick Live the Hall of Fame the shop and all kinds of fun on the forum go there now also if you find yourself with a problem football related or otherwise that you just can't seem to shake why not let me try and sort it out eh email james at thefootballrealm.com with your woes and I'll do my best to fix them via the blog so he's on yes. your agony uncle yes um, we'll, on we'll the shop problems on you've got you weirdos yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's many um, on the shop front we've got a new um, Harry Redknapp t-shirt yep t-shirt. Ah, and, uh, <laughs> um, and it's best worn when you're being talked to through a car window <laughs> and uh, we've got a global t-shirt as well so get on the get on the, fo- uh, on the shop footballrealm.com forward slash shop Get on it. Uh, that's it from us, isn't it? Say goodbye, Jim. Mm, goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Au revoir, Bipples. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>